Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast. Kind of smells like 2009. Remember when Farrah Fawcett died and Michael Jackson eclipsed her? Well, today's Madonna's birthday, but the death of Aretha Franklin basically made us go, what material girl? You know, and it's not that Madonna is unimportant, but come on. We just lost a national treasure, Aretha Franklin. I don't need to elaborate anymore of how important she is. If you know me, you've seen how important she is to me. I love how people try to change the subject. Oh no, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about this woman who gave so much of herself, sacrificed. She was a young mother. And I don't like that that... I always knew that, but I don't like that that's coming out now that she's dead. You know, it's like, let's... Now that she's dead, respect her. Don't start airing out the dirty dirty laundry. You know what I mean? Fuck that. (sighs) She wrote many of her songs. Think. You gotta think about that song, Think. That's a feminist anthem. I'm no psychiatrist. I ain't no doctor with degrees, but I ain't got no IQs see what you're trying to do to me you better think you know what i mean um and then she's saying freedom i can't sing like aretha come on it was i think society kind of took her for granted toward the end because then she was always touring people take that for granted that you know she still had it she never lost it you know people moved on to new idols And, you know, if you're a Celine Dion fan, I'm going to rip Celine Dion to shreds because she needs to be, she needs to be exposed, okay? She wants to dive into soul. I'm sorry, but you are not a soul singer. And it has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with gender. You know what it has to do with? Authenticity. And you don't have the authenticity to sing soul, okay? You may like it from afar and from a distance, but when you tried to outsing Aretha Franklin, and I love how people said she tried to hold her own, oh, please, I was embarrassed. I was like, uh, you know, you can hold a note all you want, little uh, Celine, but I'm sorry. When the queen is at in the middle, you bow down to her. And today we're bowing down to her. Here's something important that I think many, this is lost on many of you. For Aretha Franklin, you got to look at it like this. She was a proud black woman living in a, in a time when it was not fashionable. You got to think of the 1960s segregation, civil rights. She had it in her contract that she would not play. If the, if the crowds were segregated, she would not. And she would not play unless she got paid. You had to pay her first before she even sang a note. And, you know, that's the importance. I think that many, you know, I don't think they understand when you're a person of color and the leaps that you have to make are are the people of today singer wise <clears throat> a lot of these singers you know 
taking Aretha for granted. I think so. They're singing songs that she would have never had to sing because she had more intelligence to it. Rihanna's bitch better have my money. Are you kidding me? Aretha Franklin would have sang that. You gotta have a little more class about it and, and say it in a different way. That's what I liked about Aretha Franklin. She had class and she could be sassy, but she maintained her dignity. She maintained her privacy. And for someone who is that, we can't even say the word famous. She was iconic. And, and yet she lived her life on her own terms. She lived in Detroit. She still washed her own dishes. She still looked after herself. She was the queen of soul, but she was also Aretha, the mother, the daughter, the friend, the aunt, the cousin, the businesswoman. And that's the important thing about Aretha Franklin. And she was funny. She could spill the tea. If you've ever seen the Wendy Williams interview, I've never seen anything like that. Most people want to know, okay, Aretha, how are you feeling? No, no, no. Wendy was like, did you come here in a pink Cadillac? And Aretha's laughing, no. I came here in a black limousine. (laughs) And then she asked Aretha about her new diet, her new lifestyle change, because diet is such a bad word. Lifestyle change for health reasons. And Wendy was like, I noticed that there is no hot sauce on this table. And Aretha's like, yeah, and no pig feet either. Yeah. You know, because she often talked about it. When you've done a higher energy concert, a carrot just isn't going to do it unless it's wrapped in bacon. You know, and I have to applaud her for that. She wanted to take care of herself. Oh, my goodness, that voice. I remember being a little kid and hearing it when she would do uh, Freeway of Love. I knew you were waiting for me. Uh, my late friend Amanda, she loved, I knew you were waiting for me. She loved that duet. So soulful, she said. You know, and you could tell they were both singing to each other. She still had it. I shouldn't say still. She always had it. She always had it. I remember being 17 and watching her sing Nasa Dorma on the Grammys because uh, Lucio or Luciano Pavarotti couldn't be there. It was fantastic to see the Queen of Soul sing opera. I don't think people really could grasp what that moment was. People were moved. People were stunned that the Queen of Soul transcended She transcended boundaries and genres. Um, But that voice, so much power, so much strength, so much love. Everything that you could ever want in a voice. That's why she's one of the greatest voices of all time. Rolling Stone doesn't lie on that. It's true. You know, it wasn't so much about ability. It was about the feeling. And people, oh, well, she doesn't sing as good as so-and-so today. Here's the thing. 
It's not about ability. It's about feeling. And Aretha didn't fake it. Oh, God, she didn't fake it. And I love those clips that you can find of her on Soul Train. And usually on Soul Train, people lip sync. She was singing live. She was singing rock steady. And the power in her voice as you watch her hit those notes. You know, um... Or she, you know, she what I you know she might be feeling this funky dance all night. Oh, she just starts going, and that's because she was raised in the church. She all she never left the church. She never changed who she was. She never tried to become anything other than Aretha Franklin. Raised in the church by her father, mentored by so many. A good friend Dr. Martin Luther King she sang at his funeral I mean I don't want to bring this performance down tonight but we gotta pay tribute to her I have to as an American citizen as a person of the world when Aretha Franklin sings you gotta trace it but that's her American history it's almost like opening up a history book when you hear um, respect when you hear, I never loved a man the way I loved you. When you hear, think. When you hear, chain of fools. Um, natural woman. The, when you hear um, those pianos. And she was an underrated pianist. They did not, you all don't give her the credit that she truly deserved. And, and also, here's a lesson. It's not all about awards. And she had 18 Grammys. Just think if she had never won those. She still had it. She was undisputed. She, you know, that title she didn't give to herself. Someone gave that to her because they believed what she was singing. They felt what she was singing. And I'll never forget watching. She was on Oprah one time. And she, Oprah asked her to sing a song from the album Amazing Grace. Or not Amazing Grace. Um, was it Amazing Grace? Yeah, her gospel album. And Oprah became so emotional. Usually Oprah doesn't get that emotional when someone sings. But when Aretha sang, you could see she felt it. Everything that she was going through during those times, listening to that album. I'm not a religious person, but I do love hearing Aretha sing gospel. It's you can hear how comfortable she is in it. That you know, learning to talk and learning to sing, and also the vulnerability. You know, I mean, hearing her sing "Mary, Don't You Weep." Mm. She's the queen of soul. I wanted to try to believe that the stories were not true, that she was dying. You know, it's just tabloid fodder. And then people, you know, and then this morning when I woke up, unfortunately it was true. And she was gone. I never got the chance to see her live in concert. I listened to her music for years and years and years. I understood it. I understood feeling of soul music 
what it truly encompasses as a person. What it gives you. It gives you hope. Gives you feeling. You know, um, so you know when people want to say that they sing soul, mm-mm, Aretha was soul. She, oh, I mean, I can't really put into good words how important she was, you know. But you know, that's why I encourage all of you to play the music. There's so many songs, so many albums. People say, what's your favorite song? There's too many. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. Because she was still creating, you know. Watching her sing Adele's Rolling in the Deep. He, I'd like to have watched Adele's reaction to the first time she saw that. That the Queen of Soul is singing her song and giving her respect. Another singer this legendary icon giving Adele respect and Adele you know years from now will probably you know command her own respect in in the same way that Aretha has but with Aretha it was totally different that's why in in a I'll say in a similar way not in the same way because with Aretha it was so different gotta understand the time that she came up in and she talks about being on she was supposed to be on Ed Sullivan and she was dropped from the show before the performance and that upset her but you know what in the end she didn't really need it in 1967 she recorded you know Respect a song written by Otis Redding Otis Redding hadn't died yet. Remember, he died very tragically in a plane crash in 1967. He didn't live to see sitting on the dock of the bay become a hit. And and if you listen to him whistle, it's unfinished. But he wrote Respect. And he had, it was a hit, but it was a modest hit for him. And so she took it and she made it her own. So it's sad when so many of you Oh, it's about sex. Not necessarily. And I and it bothers me. Oh, sex is sex isn't a bad thing. It really isn't. And by saying, oh, that I lost respect for respect because I knew the truth. You have to listen to it. It's a song. Just because it may mean one thing to a reviewer or a critic doesn't mean it can't remain what you felt it was. Those words, R-E-S-P-C-T. Come on. So, you know, it's your opera. It's your soap opera. You feel what you want from it. You can take from what you want from it. So, Aretha Franklin, I know you're up there having tea. You're kicking your heels back. You're laughing with Nina Simone. Because Nina Simone, I know, loved you. And Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughn and um, even maybe Amy Winehouse. All of the greats. Janis Joplin, who really loved Aretha Franklin. I think, you know, there isn't a person alive, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, gay, straight, trans, um, questioning... 
um, cat, dog, you know, man, woman, child who didn't love Aretha Franklin. Oh my goodness. You know, she was like Prince. Prince had a very, you know, diverse audience and so did Aretha Franklin because everybody felt it. Everybody could connect to her at that moment in time to what she was singing. So, Aretha Franklin, wherever you are, I give you respect and I thank you um, for everything. I truly do. I have so many memories. So many of those songs. Until you come back to me. Oh, my goodness. Um, Chain of Fools. Think. Respect. I remember when she did A Rose is Still a Rose with Lauren Hill. That was such a good song. Or Here We Go Again in the 90s, 20 years ago. So Aretha Franklin, may you rest in peace. May we continue to love you, revere you as the queen of soul because there won't ever be another queen of soul. Good night. Good luck, people. And Aretha, you drink that tea because we miss you. R-E-S-B-E-C-T.